Well, y'all know this, but you can always tell the start of a new year if you go to a gym. You always know it's the beginning of the year, right? Because of all the people there, I mean, the month of January is just jam-packed with people at the gym, and I have to keep reminding myself of, of that so that I won't, like, leave the gym and change gyms. It's just January. You know, by the end of February, we'll be, we'll be back to normal. Um, you know, you can also tell that it's the start of the new year, actually, if you go in a bookstore, too, a bookstore like Barnes & Noble. Um, the self-help section of a bookstore like Barnes & Noble is always a pretty large section, but at the beginning of a new year, they bring all those self-help books right to the middle, right? You have to bump into that display before you can get past it, and that's very intentional, right? At the start of a new year, people are, are looking for that kind of stuff. There's all kinds of books, of course, about finding your meaning and your purpose, harnessing your true potential, becoming the you you are meant to be. Does that sound familiar? People want that. Everyone wants to feel like they have a, a purpose in life. That what they're doing matters in the, in the grand scheme. It can be quite unsettling, can it? Even agonizing at times. To feel like you're, you're always searching and, and never finding your niche, your vocation, your purpose. We want to feel safe and secure and meaningful in our lives and what we do with them. After all, what we're paid for isn't the same thing as what we're made for. And as you might expect, since we're in the middle of an, uh, a New Year sermon series called New Year, uh, New Year Same Promises, God has a promise for that. God has a promise about that. And it may be more obvious and difficult and fulfilling than we realize. God, in Jesus Christ, gives us the promise of ministry and purpose. God gives us the promise of ministry and purpose. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there. Grow us, transform us, that we might bear fruit for your kingdom. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the fourth chapter. Um, be reading verses 18 through 23. It invites you to listen for God's word. You can follow along on the, on the screen as well. As Jesus walked alongside the Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea because they were fishermen. Come follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away, they left their nets and followed him. Continuing on, he saw another set of brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, repairing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus traveled throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues. He announced the good news of the kingdom and healed every disease and sickness among the people. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Come follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And Simon Peter and his brother Andrew dropped their nets, and they followed Jesus. Fishermen fish. That's what they do. In first century Palestine, fishermen like Andrew and, and Simon Peter, 
And James and John fished for their livelihood. It was grueling, back-breaking work, spending all night in the, in the boats on an unpredictable lake, hauling in big nets. And then when he hauled in the fish, repairing that same net a lot, constantly. Quotas to meet, taxes and tolls required by the government. Fishermen fish. Simon and, and Peter fished. But was it their purpose? Was it their purpose? Was it the deep why for their existence? One day, here comes this young, young guy named Jesus, and he calls out to these fishermen who fish with a, a command, an invitation, and a promise. Follow me. That's the command or invitation. And I will show you how to fish for people. There's the promise. Interesting offer, to say the least. Come follow me, and I promise you'll make more money selling iPads than you ever could making with uh, fishing. Now, that's something people would jump at, right? That's not what Jesus says. It wasn't a promise of security and safety. It wasn't a guaranteed easy life. Jesus doesn't say, come and follow me, and I'll give you whatever you want. Come follow me, your life will be perfect. Come follow me, and, and all your dreams will come true. Come follow me, and I'll make sure nothing bad ever happens to you. Those sound enticing. Those are promises most people would, frankly, would jump at. No, it was something deeper. Something deeper, something better. A promise of ministry and purpose. Come follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. And something in that promise, something about the one who, who made it, Causes these men to leave their nets behind and follow. Something in that challenge and promise, something about the one making it, makes them willing to sacrifice economic security, to enter into the unknown future completely at the mercy of this man who calls himself God's son. Before, they had to fish for fish to survive. Now, they will get to fish for people and truly live. Jesus will show them the path to reconciliation with God, but also give them a purpose along the way. Friends, for us to follow Jesus is to follow the Lord, who is our salvation, our light, our rock. It is to choose a strong foundation on which to build our, our lives. But make no mistake about it, it is not to receive absolute security. Now, it's better and more exciting than that. It is to receive an amazing promise of fulfilling purpose and ministry. When Jesus promises that he will show us how to fish for people, it means Jesus is enlisting us in God's saving relational work in the world to help bring people into the reign, into the family of God, into the way of Jesus. We get to, not have to, we get to, be a part of the work of building up the sacred family, the community that, that gathers in God's name, that hears God's word read and proclaimed, that eats God's meal together, that engages God's work in the world. We get to. And like the promise made to, to Simon Peter and to Andrew, when Jesus tells us, promises us that he'll show us how to fish for people, he means that he won't just show us the way to be reconciled with God. That's mind-blowing enough in and of itself. That's enough. 
He's also going to give us a mission, a purpose, a ministry that will be more exciting, more fulfilling, more challenging. The most challenging, exciting, life-giving thing we could ever, ever do. I wish I had understood and appreciated that at a younger age. Because I used to agonize and worry because I never knew, like, what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I, I don't know about the high schoolers who are here. I asked a couple of you, and I, it doesn't sound like you still do them, but maybe, maybe you still do. When I was in high school, I used to hate these, these tests that we took that were supposed to tell you what you should do with your life based on the, uh, with the answers to these questions. Uh, some of you are nodding. Maybe I'll still do them. I, I don't know. Like, you answer a bunch of questions, and based on your answers to those questions, like, it recommends some career paths. Right? Well, I remember one time taking it and learning after it that I should be a lumberjack for the U.S. Forest Service. <laughs> I got to tell you, sometimes it's appealing to think about working with trees and not people. <laughs> I guess when you answer yes to questions like, do you enjoy working outside, do you enjoy doing yard work, like, that's what it spits back out at you. Um, but, but the truth is, is, as I said earlier, what you're paid for isn't necessarily what you're made for. And it's clear from Jesus' promise that we were made to fish for people, to make disciples, to love people into God's family, to love people into God's family. And yet, at the same time, if, if we look at Jesus' promise in the context and the language he uses in making it, it seems like sometimes what we're made for can be lived out in the context of what we're paid for. It can be lived out in the context of what we're paid for. In other words, Jesus promises us as ordinary people, that as ordinary people in the midst of our ordinary lives, that we get to do extraordinary things for God. And while all followers of Jesus are called out of a specific time and specific place, our backgrounds and our identities are not denied, they're leveraged. They're not denied, they're leveraged. And so we're challenged in the promise to see the skills and knowledge that we already have and possess to use them for the good of the kingdom. To put them to use for the good of the kingdom. Did you notice how Jesus uses the language of the occupation and vocation of the people he's calling? It's like he's saying, I'm going to leverage what you do when you follow me for bigger and more beautiful things than you can even imagine. As fishers of people, these fishermen, these new followers, will use what's familiar to them to embark on something new and different, new and different work. So you fish. So you're fishermen. Well, follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Oh, so you're an attorney. Well, well follow me, and I'll show you how to defend and advocate for people. Oh, so you're a teacher. I'll show you how to teach people. Oh, you're a contractor, an engineer. Come follow me, and I'll show you how to renovate and build up people. Oh, so you're a nurse. Come follow me, and I'll show you how to tend to people's woundedness. Oh, so, so you're a farmer. I'll show you how to grow people. Oh, so, so you're a realtor. I'll show you how to help people find a church home. Oh, so you're a stay-at-home mom. I'll show you how to nurture all God's children. You get the point? And we can go on and on and on. We don't have to search for a purpose. We don't have to search for a purpose. Jesus has given us a ministry to be lived out in every context. When we follow Jesus, no matter what we do 
for a living. Jesus promises that our ultimate purpose is to make disciples where we are using the ordinary we have right in front of us. And Jesus promises to show us how. We might miss that part of the promise. We're just glossing over it. Jesus says, follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. Which is good because if you're like me, one of the first things that I think about when I hear that promise is, what does it mean? What does it even look like to fish for people? What is that? I'm not sure I know how to do that. I will show you, (laughs) says Jesus. And he wastes no time in doing just that because after he calls the disciples, in our scripture passage this morning, right after they drop their nets and follow him, it says Jesus goes throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, healing people. Jesus' entire ministry shows us how to fish for people. His entire ministry is about fishing for people. When Jesus eats at the home of the tax collectors and sinners, he fishes for people, for those kind of people. When Jesus heals a woman with a blood condition, he fishes for people, those kinds of people. When Jesus heals lepers or casts out demons, he fishes for people, for those kinds of people. When Jesus feeds hungry crowds with bread and fish, he fishes for those people. For those kinds of people. When Jesus forgives a woman about to be stoned, he fishes for people. For those kinds of people. Notice, fishing for people is about people. And let's not overcomplicate it. Ultimately, this is a call wherever we are, whatever we do to make a living, however we spend our time, it's a call to into relationship with people. It's about meaningful, holy relationships with people, all people. Not just the ones who look like, who think like, who love like, who earn like, who who vote like. We do relationship with all people to lead them into the kingdom of God. Let's think about the way fishing was done. By those men who Jesus called to be his disciples. Fishers in ancient Palestine like Peter and Andrew did not primarily fish with poles and lines and hooks that puncture and hurt. But with nets that surrounded and gathered. They would go to where the fish were and would cast a giant net into the sea. And it was not work done in haste or carelessly but with care and intentionality and dedication. So when Jesus promises that that we will fish for people, he's not speaking about giving people a a hook or a lure so that they will bite. He's not talking about using the right kind of bait to hook all those unbelievers with the gospel. I think we're probably all too familiar, all too aware of the results of those kind of tactics. And many times they're quite harmful. It's It's more like catching people before they crash catching people before they fall. And that's, that size have to be held by more than just one person. There are lots of different kinds of people out there. Lots of different kinds of people. People who are lost, people who are wandering, people who are wondering, people who are falling, 
People are scared and lonely and depressed and angry and scared and desperate. People are nursing wounds from bad church experiences, bad relationship experiences, bad job experiences, bad life experiences. People need love, acceptance, forgiveness, justice, grace, repentance, community. And and Jesus promises us as followers to equip us as followers to catch them, to draw them into to God's saving love, God's forever family, using the net made of the ordinary things of our lives, woven together with the good news of God, with love, with grace, with hope, justice. And when people are fished, when they're caught in that kind of net, it's not because they were tricked or trapped. It's because they were embraced by God through people living out their purpose given by Jesus himself, promised by Jesus himself. Follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Jesus promises us a ministry and a purpose. How incredible is that? Here's the question for us today. Are we living into that promise? Are we living into that promise? Are we fishing for people? What are your ponds? I invite you now to to call to mind one person, just one person with whom you are in a relationship or who you feel God is calling to enter into a relationship. And with that person in mind, I invite you to take in just a moment to take a moment and pray for that person and to believe that God is using you or wants to use you to make a difference in the life of that person, wants you to bring them into God's family, wants you to draw them into God's saving love, wants you to invite them into fellowship, wants to fish, wants you, an ordinary person in your ordinary life, to live an extraordinary promise. Let's take a moment and just pray. And now maintaining that spirit and that heart of prayer, I want you to open your eyes, and I want you to look around, and I want you to imagine them, all of them, the people we just prayed for, in this space with us in worship. And maybe we have to stand because there's not enough room, and they're the ones who are sitting in here. Isn't that beautiful? We should be praying that every day. Let's do it. Friends, you don't have to wonder or worry about your potential, your purpose, your mission. Maybe you get paid to do something, maybe you don't. You don't have to worry about what you're going to do, what you're going to do with your life anymore. No matter what you do, no matter where you are, you will always have a ministry and a a purpose. Jesus promises that. And he promises to show you how to do it well. Jesus calls us, as he did the first disciples, and we're not merely supporters, 
We're not merely supporters, but we're promised that we will be bringing people into the kingdom of God. This new way of Jesus. And that promise of ministry and purpose was so compelling for those fishermen, they left everything and followed Jesus. May it be so with us too. As we live into the the promise of ministry and purpose that Jesus has for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.